right there to hold the back end and beautifully execute this offensive line all day. That's right. It's Monday night. Sports on the Hill podcast, True Radio Network, special birthday edition, Victory Monday, Washington football team pulled the upset that I predicted was going to happen. A lot of folks, especially sports media, gave them no chance, and it was hilarious watching all the coverage before the game and how they were saying Tampa's going to get right after the loss that they had the week before the bye, and, you know, Washington was in shambles, and today... I'm watching the shows, and they barely even mention how well the Washington football team played. They talked about Bruce Arians' post-game press conference and showed, like, two highlights from the game. I'm like, really? Uh, That's why I love having sports on the hill, because you know we want to break it down in the bottom half of the hour. We got Dujanae chiming in. We're going to break down this victory and see what's in store for this team next week. Going against Carolina with – the resurgent Cam Newton back at quarterback, so you know what all the storylines are going to be this week. Then after we give you our football coverage, we're going to bring in the NBA roundtable to break down these Eastern Conference leading Washington Wizards, who are actually in a live game right now and uh, attempting to come back when I turned the game when they were down about 15 in the third quarter. They're currently down three points, 90 to 87 in the fourth quarter with 8.17 left. As I said, they're leading the Eastern Conference with a 9-3 and record. Yes, I'm actually watching NBA basketball again. That's how <laughs> good the Wizards have been playing, that they have me watching basketball again. Also had a Monday Night Football game on with Anna's favorite team, the 49ers, <laughs> playing against the Rams. They're currently up 21-7, looking to pull an upset. It's been a lot of upsets in the NFL the past couple of weeks, and San Fran's looking to pull an upset tonight with uh, – the Rams signing Deshaun Jackson after they lost Robert Woods, and you know he was supposed to be the spark to help get that offense going back with Sean McVay. But uh, San Fran looks like they're looking to play spoiler tonight on Monday Night Football. But Anna, how are you doing tonight? Uh, hundred percent doing awesome with this Niners uh, game so far. Uh, but most importantly, glad to share this birthday celebration with you. Cheers. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah, the big four-four. You know, getting a little up there, but you know. Aging like fine wine, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm older than you, so I definitely know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Well, I I will say I watched all of that Washington football game yesterday, and I couldn't have been happier for you guys. So that was a fantastic win for Washington. Yeah, it was a hell of a week and all for uh, D.C. sports teams. Uh, went perfect. Uh, Wizards went 3-0, the Capitals went 4-0, and the Washington Wizards, you know, pulled the upset in Week 10 coming off the bye. So, it was a pretty good sports weekend for them. You know, I had a little fun Saturday night after I got off of work. Uh, probably a little bit too hard. I didn't get in the house about 5 in the morning. That's why there was no pregame show before the game yesterday, but there was a postgame show because uh, – yeah, I think I had a little bit too much fun at the bar when uh, folks ain't seen me in a while and said, oh, everybody was buying me drinks. And, and I believe we we still do refer to that and the with the Seinfeld episodes as the cocktail flu. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. It was, it was a hell of a flu, boy. And I, and if everybody paid for drinks for me, I still left out there with a $200 tab. I don't know how that happened. No, you know what? At this point, who cares? Life's short. Yeah, I was like, yeah. It was a good day for 
Washington sports. So let's go ahead and uh, <coughs> recap this. And it uh, never fails. It never fails. Somebody has to call during the show. If it's not at the bar ready on Sunday, it's on my show tonight. But <laughs> I'll call them back later. Go over quick before, you know, we weren't on there last week. So uh going to do a quick recap of the 0-2-1 week that led up to this 4-0 week because we're not going to dwell on the past and the negative things in life. We're going to talk about the good things. Uh, lad, the week before, they lost to Tampa 3-2. to uh, the next game, they lost to Florida 5-4. to And the following game, they got outplayed by Philly 2-1. to They had a rough stretch those three games. Uh, they were uh, not scoring. I think they were on average like two goals a game. They were giving up four. Uh, they were losing face-offs badly, and they were just getting outplayed. But they were still recovering from the Oshie injury and Nick Dow being out. And I uh, mentioned that he uh, got a contract extension, a three-year extension he signed. He hopefully should be back in the lineup soon. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that week was, uh, yeah, like I said, that was in the past. We're not going to dwell on it. They played hard. Like I said, they were all one-goal games and uh, losses. They got one point out of the possible six, but then they bounced back this week and got all eight points that was available. So we're not going to talk about that week anymore. Let's go ahead and get into that Buffalo game. Absolutely. Uh, so here we go with the Capitals versus the Buffalo Sabres, which was just last Monday when we were on. Uh, so Wilson opens up the scoring with a tip in at 213, um, assisted by Ovi and TBR. Second period, McMichael scores his second at 2.30, assisted by Schultz and Haglin. Um, Buffalo scores at 3.43 to make it a 2-1. Um, but then here we go with the captain scoring his 11th with a tip and an A55, assisted by Orloff and, and Kuzi. Uh, just history in the making, and I, I love it. Um, Third period, Buffalo scores at 317 to make it 3-2. Wilson gets a second of the night, assisted by Kuzi and John Carlson. Um, and then John, oh, sorry, second of the night, assisted by Kuzi. And then John Carlson scores his third um, at 1747, assisted by Kuzi and, and Ovi with a power play goal. Um, and and then the final at eighteen fifty six with uh, from Buffalo, but the Caps still won five three. And I know some I did see on some chirping on social media that people found this game to be quite boring. I'm uh, not quite <laughs> sure why, um, because I think they just assumed Buffalo was just a, a mad team. And um, Gil and I spoke yesterday on on power play just to say that this is not a team to uh, take lightly. You know, it's it's not even so much that they're, re, they're they are rebuilding and they're young or whatever it is. They're just a a team that should not be, um, you know, just oh we've got this or you know they're they're no good. That uh, just the simple fact that they were able to tie it up three three uh, into the second was impressive and just a team that you just can't count out. I don't know how far how far they'll go this this season, but. Um, upcoming seasons are definitely going to be a team to keep on your radar. Yeah, definitely. Buffalo has been a team that's been trying to rebuild for the longest time. They finally got some stability in their front office, and they have youth, they have speed, they have skill. They're just putting it all together. It's taking a little bit longer than most would have wanted, but it's you know it's coming together. You know, the Caps have a great record against Buffalo. I think they're like thirteen, uh, what eleven and two in the last thirteen games against them. So I mean. Excuse me, they pretty much had their number, but they're definitely a team that's building and getting better. 
excuse me, we saw that with Detroit, you know, a couple of years. Detroit's been, you know, on the cusp of rebuilding, and you see how tough they're playing now. You know, we played them this past week about to go into that game, and, you know, Capitals handled them pretty well, but, you know, they're still a tough team. So teams are developing there. The league is getting more and more parity, and they're starting to, you know, you see more teams doing the same things to make their teams better. Basically, the Capitals' uh, formula you know, get the skill, you know, build the defense up and, you know, get the scoring, play solid defense. You know, I, like I say, I love Barry Trotz because, you know, they saw it happen with the Capitals. How many times they had all this offensive skill but couldn't right. put it together. But until the Trotz came in and there's still defense to go along with that offense. And now you have, you know, a lot of teams doing that same thing. So Buffalo's definitely on the rise to, you know, make some noise in the coming future. Absolutely. It just, it, to me, I don't know how people could say it was a boring game. I, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I was like, Fancy all right, those are, those are those couch coaches that I like to call and that just want to, you know, look at everything in a negative. And I thought it was a great game and, and I love to see, you know, who, whomever scored, um, good on them. You know, that's exactly what we wanted to see. So, um, moving on, I don't know. Carol, if you had a chance to see any of these games, did oh, yeah. you have a chance to see this Detroit game by any chance? Oh, yes, I did. That was a very, uh, very interesting <laughs> game. And very, I always loved defense, and it was a very defensive game. Uh, Detroit was, uh, you know, playing their best to, you know, try to get the win and keeping the Capitals honest. You know, they were doing a lot of back checking. They were hustling to the puck, and they didn't make yep. it easy for the Capitals. And the Capitals had to stick with their game plan the whole game. Don't, didn't deviate from it and played a whole 200 feet and found a way to get the win. Absolutely. And I think like the best part about all of that was, um, you know, you have uh, Zach Bukali or Bukali or however you want to say his last name coming up um, to, to play his first NHL game and to get a shutout. And it's, you know, what an awesome um story i love i love stories like that and and a very humbled player and hard-working player and just um kicked ass out there i mean 21 shots blocked um yeah like how often is it that you're called up for the <laughs> for the nhl to play goalie and then also to get a shutout so i mean to me that was spectacular but um just to sum up the game, because it was just a two-zip game uh, with the Capitals winning, you have Orloff score scoring, um, this is by Kuzi and Ovi, and then we see the Tiger, um, Lars Eller, getting his first uh, assisted by Jensen. So that was good. I mean, and again, no cause for, for alarm with Lars Eller, but it was, I think, for me, it was a nice relief to kind of see him at least on the board, because we know that... Um, no one wants that kind of hanging over them of how come he's not scoring. We know he can score. We know he's a damn good player. Um, so that, that was good. That was good. And I enjoyed that game. And, and I think that um, I would be surprised that we're going to see uh, Fukali up in the lineup uh, soon, like see more games from him. I, I just think he, he just had a fantastic game and, and well-deserved on his end for sure. Oh, most definitely. He played a, a great game and a goal. The team defense was uh, amazing around him. Um, he uh, said pretty much the same thing uh, in his post game that, you know, the defense was amazing. He was pretty much speechless, you know, with the path that it took for him to get to the pros and to actually get a shutout in mm -hmm. his first start and the first time, you know, in Capitals franchise history that started. So 
uh, that meant a lot. And I think that uh, that start for him helped, uh, I guess, fuel uh, Samson off in his uh, next start because uh, he definitely uh, impressed me in the game after that when he played in goal. But he came Gray's over the, the quality job that uh, – that, uh, I can't pronounce it. Fukali. Fukali. Yeah, I don't want to say it wrong. That he had played well in goal and then with Lars. Uh, you know it was only a matter of time. And that was a very uh, sick goal that he had on a semi-breakaway top corner snipe. And, you know, secondary scoring is key, but, you know, you, you're not going to get it all at the beginning of the season. And we saw in a run in 2018, we started getting that secondary scoring later in the season. And, yeah. you know, then that's when things started to click. So you don't want to have everything clicking at the beginning of the season. And so now we have a full season. So, you know, some people are going to get started slower than others. You see Garnet Hathaway, he last couple of games, he's on fire. You know, he has yeah. been known for scoring, but the last two games he has three goals. So, I mean, you know, you're getting the secondary scoring, you're going to get it in pieces and bunches, and then hopefully towards the end of the year, you'll start to get more consistently and from different pieces, and you're still getting your top line scoring, and then you're hitting your stride at the right time. So, you know, folks, fans are going to be fans. They're not going to be satisfied unless it's seven nothing. Oh, he has a hat trick every game, and every goalie has a shutout every night. Which is ridiculous, and it could be for call, like like it's it's ridiculous. I've heard uh, so many so many different versions, and we just call him Zach. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great goalie, <laughs> but you know, again, not a terrible problem for the Capitals to have with Sammy. Um, Banachak and and Zach in the uh, between the pipes. It's you know it's a good thing to have. So uh, I'll take it versus you know other concerns where we were all talking about injuries and Backstrom and you know then Kempney's out and then uh, all that kind. So you know in this sense it's it's like hey let's just look at the positive. This uh, and he's not a kid. Like he's you know he earned a, a, like seven eight years um playing prior to coming into um the nhl so good on him and and humbled and i think it just rallied the team to do that much better so um i absolutely love that that was just a it was a great game and it was a great after uh post game show interviews and everything else uh but moving on i know we're on a time restriction so we have uh here we go with um columbus blue jackets on friday uh so the blue, excuse me, the Blue Jackets do score first at 233, but at 1019, um, Alex Ovechkin gets his 12th and hits his 742, um, passing Brett Hull for the fourth in the NHL history. Like, uh, just, uh, <laughs> uh, you just got to take a moment there to say, again, history in the making and brother to the captain, like this guy, Goat, and... I don't even know what you could say after that. Just it, it is fantastic to watch. Um, second period, you have Hathaway scoring his first of two goals at 24 seconds. And then again at 7.23 to give the Caps a 3-1 lead. Columbus scores two times to close out the second period to tie it up. But then Sherry scores at 18.38 to tie, um, excuse me, to bring the Caps um, up for a 4-3 win into the third. And hey, Robbie, it's good to see you. Well, hello. Jumped in the building. We was uh, (laughs) in the Columbus game, and that was a very uh, that was a good game. Also, the Caps had some good games this uh, this week. Playing sixty minutes, playing strong, two hundred feet, 
And uh, yeah, Columbus has been playing well, and they're, they're all the teams this week that the Capitals are playing have been playing well, and the Capitals handled their business against Columbus. Robbie, I'll let you jump in since I know you uh, just got on a uh, high Zach doing it to get him down. <laughs> or did he, uh, or did, he no. did he have you tapping out? <laughs> no. <his> <laughs> nope, still not down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so like he is uh, testing my last patience. You know, he's a three year old, he will do that. Um, <laughs> I've tried everything. Uh, he's now just playing in his room quietly and we're watching him on camera. So, like, oh, at this wow. point, like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna do it. And just... <laughs> Whenever he's ready, he'll go to sleep. Well, but the Wizards point. are on this crazy, oh, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy, <laughs> crazy run right now. And yeah. um, they were losing in this game, and now they're winning 101-92, a minute 16 left. And this is one of the craziest comebacks I've seen. Now, uh, New Orleans is terrible, but the Wizards were down 17 points at one point in this game. So, like, uh, it's still impressive to come back, uh, obviously, with defense. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, a minute 12 left. Uh 10194 and uh yeah so anyway but uh mm. the capitals uh wonderful wonderful week um uh, i liked all of the games of course i don't i don't even have my phone on me right now but uh i was just running down here uh but i i liked all the games uh this week i thought that each one of them gave us something whether it be tom wilson with a bunch of goals or ovechkin scoring some goals having some assists but overall just a phenomenal uh, phenomenal week, but I'll let you break down this game specifically, and then uh, we we can talk about it. Which which one? Uh, oh, did you're on the Columbus game, or are you yeah, done? Just, finished up the just yeah, just did the the Blue Jackets game. I can do the Pens game. Or... Yeah, I can do the Penguins game. Real f- All right, Carol, did you want to talk about the Blue Jackets game more? Or... No, let's go ahead and get into the Pens game because that was definitely something we need to talk about. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. And I kept it very short. Uh, this, of course, fantastic game. So here we go. Um, I just broke it down with the Caps goals because we had um, just an outstanding across the board um, showing. And in the so first period, you have Ferrari scoring. And Hathaway scoring, which uh, Carol brought up, you know, he's having a fantastic season so far and and good on Garnet, like well-deserved, tough guy. And I think he's kind of breaking away from always having to fight everybody to to really showing how and why he earned his spot um, in the NHL. Second period, you have Sprong and Sheary scoring. And then closing out the third period, you have Kuzi and Wilson. Fantastic. Great Vanacek game and a 6-1 um, win over the Penguins. And you can't get any better than that. Although I do wish um, Sidney Crosby would have received some sort of penalty. But, you know, it's not going to happen. And uh, that's just how it goes, unfortunately. And he's still a jerk. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed yeah. what happened. I heard something. I, I saw something. I heard something happen, but I never saw what really Okay. Happened. So I'll break it down. I mean, he basically throws uh, Ferrari into the mm-hmm. boards uh, behind the play. I don't think the officials are actually looking at that direction. I think they see Sidney Crosby going that way and the puck going the other direction. They're, they don't think anything of it. They're following. I mean, there's only – people forget this. You know, it's easy to see it when we have replays and they can show it over and over again. But you have to show where the officials on ice are and where they're viewing it. Mm-hmm. I think they just missed it, you know, which happens. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not happy about it. Uh, but I think because they missed it, then maybe something supplemental discipline uh, should have happened. You know, if it was Tom Wilson and the same play happened, it definitely would have. Because, I mean, exactly. you, can't just, 
chuck somebody into a board like that um well, it was i mean and yeah number 42 like he took a hit so yeah. you know and, and coming from crosby and of course like you, you know the fans are and you could hear like just going crazy in the stands but um again it it almost felt like he just kind of got the slide like uh it's crosby but i understand yeah like depending on where the um where the refs are during during that but still it, it was uh uncalled for <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i want to go back to the hathaway thing is so some people are saying it was a mistake that he wasn't the number one star they put mcmichael listed there which would make more sense that it would have been hathaway right uh, and the person was at the game and they said they announced hathaway but like all of the websites have it as you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, that he didn't get the first star, but he deserved it. I mean, what an incredible game for him in the last one. And then to carry that forward into this game, I thought was yeah. great. Uh, I thought Ovechkin having two assists, not being, everyone always talks about him being the goal scorer, but you know, he really was the engine that made everything, you know, move in, especially that, you know, I think in this Penguins game for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was named the number uh, one star of the NHL. Again, that's the second time this season, I believe that he's been named number one star uh, of the week. And uh, so uh, even if he didn't score a goal, uh, he had a, a great game. Shout out to my friends, John Benson uh, and Liz, you know, his girlfriend took him to only his second Caps game ever. It was her first Caps game ever. Uh, so what a, what a first game to go to. And awesome. I know a lot, a lot of people were in the stands because hockey fights cancer night, which is big to a lot of our friends, including Greg, um, Christian and uh, a lot of the Facebook groups. And uh, there's, you know, a lot of people were at that game, a lot of anniversaries. It's a Penguins game. It's a big game. And I yeah. know the Penguins aren't, you know, the Penguins of old, but still it's a rivalry game. It's Sidney Crosby's first game back after the COVID protocol. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just um, uh, that, the Penguins coming back in the sprung uh, and Sherry and scoring in that second period, I thought was, was awesome. So key. Uh, and then I think you'll know, break down the third period. Yeah, no, it was just, it was uh, Koozie, the Koozie and Wilson goals, which again, like uh, good on Koozie for me, I'm supporting the, supporting him, you know, it, it uh, he definitely was thrown under the bus and people, you know, frustrated, frustrated fans watching number 92 when you know that there's potential, uh, but man, he has really proven himself this season. And I feel like he's been quite consistent, which is great. And then of course there's, you know, I never have anything negative to say about Tommy, so. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. And I just yeah. happy. I mean, Crosby didn't get penalized for the one they did, but then he got another penalty. He was fuming. Uh, and so, um, you know, with that penalty, we made him pay for it with a, with a six goal, which yeah. I'm happy that we kind of made him pay a little bit on the scoreboard, at least, uh, for it. But uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful game and a wonderful week for you, Carol. I mean, I haven't said it yet on this show, but happy birthday. And uh, to celebrate a perfect Caps week going into it, uh, we couldn't have asked for anything better than that. Uh, so uh, what were your thoughts on that Penguins game? Man, it was a... Uh... It was a great to see, especially after the Washington football team victory, uh, seeing them dominate off the break, starting with a shorthanded goal, not even, what, five minutes into the game, and then uh, continuing to get the push. You know, Penguins, uh, you know, they're still missing some players. They're getting back Crosby. They're playing, you know, they're still playing decent hockey. I think they're like sixth or seventh in the division. Still got 14 points and uh, playing tough hockey. Uh, they have a top power play, uh, penalty kill unit. And, you know, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh, but to see the Capitals pretty much dominate from start to end uh, in all facets of the game, you know, they pretty much had a push early, 
after they got the shorthanded goal, they were trying to push back. They got the late goal at the end of the first, and you know, you'll be a Wizards normally, you know, be worried about, you know, them coming back, whatever, but the Capitals didn't uh, let up and kept pushing forward and put six on the board and said that was the largest margin of victory since like 2014 with the Capitals Penguin series. So it was definitely a good game to see. Uh, Ovi, you know, with that slap pass was beautiful. You know, he's finally getting recognized for some of his passing skills. I heard uh-huh. the Adams actually say he was uh, channeling his inner Nick, Nicky Backstrom on that pass. Uh-huh. He's been missing Nicky, so he said he's been, uh, you know, trying to make some plays like Nicky because he's been missing him. So just wait till you get Nicky back, wait till you get dialed back, and you had these young guys, you know, getting experience on the ice and playing well. And then I have to do this, Anna. I have uh-uh. to give shout out to Dmitry Orlov. Him and, the, him and Jensen, that pair <laughs> was ridiculous. They were shutting yeah. down everything. He's not making those boneheaded mistakes anymore. He's become a top defensive guy on his team. So I always talk trash about a player, but when they improve, <laughs> I give him kudos too. So, Robbie, just because you came on, I have to give your man Dimitri Orlov a shout out tonight. There you go. I love it. Yeah, that's, um, uh, I'm excited. I think they've, everyone has stepped up, right? I mean, there's all yeah. these young guys in the lineup and all these older guys have taken them in their wings. And, you know, so um, it's, uh, oh, Wizards just won, which an incredible come from behind. Victory. I know that the team they played against only had two wins, but still, when you're number one and it's a trap game, you know, all holds are off, so. Uh, that's, a, that's a good big win for the Wizards. We'll talk about later in the Wizards roundtable. But I'm just so happy about the the beating the Penguins and just not giving up and being ruthless. And uh, yeah, just uh, a really uh, big wins for the Wizards all week long. The Caps all week long. Washington football team, which we're about to get into. You know, we got the big victory as well. Uh, we have a big week upcoming for the Caps. Uh, it's our, our uh, our road swing out west, so I hate that because all the games are at ten o'clock at night. Um, yeah. But um, Anna, do you want to go over the games uh, schedule real quick? Sure. So we have a Tuesday night against Anaheim. Gosh, then a Wednesday night over the one hundred and one, as we say, uh, against the LA Kings, and then Saturday against the Sharks. Uh, I don't know. The records so far are are pretty impressive. So I I have a feeling it's going to be some great hockey. I just know in the past that this hasn't been always the best for the Capitals um, on the road. But as I was telling Gil the other night, I think we can get two of the three. Definitely. We have a fourth game because the the Kraken also play on Sunday. On Sunday. Uh, You're right. You're right. I'm thinking like, yeah, I was thinking yeah, for a different the, schedule. <laughs> yeah, for the power play point podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, that'll be our first look at the Kraken, uh, though. So that'll be interesting at nine o'clock on uh, Sunday uh, as well. Uh, Carol, your quick thoughts on Ducks, Kings, Sharks, Kraken. Uh, the West Coast swing <laughs> isn't as intimidating as it used to be. Uh, they can come out of there with three out of four or come out of there. Uh, four out of four on an eight-game winning streak if they play like they played against the Penguins and the way that they played last week in general. So they keep staying and playing the way they're playing now. They can go through that West Coast trip undefeated if they uh, continue playing Caps hockey like they've been playing and get the solid goal to the debate and get. Yeah, I think they'll go three and one. I think they'll fall to somebody. Uh, I just don't yeah. think uh, we, we've been perfect going into it to think that we'll uh, go have eight and zero oh in a row. It's happened. We've had it actually not that long ago. 
Uh, I think last season we had a seven or eight game win streak. A couple seasons back had an even longer point streak. Uh, but uh, anything is possible in hockey. Uh, Anna, your quick thoughts on the week ahead? Yeah, no, I I feel like they can uh, they can take Anaheim. I do feel like the Kings might be the surprise um, for them. Um, you know, I, I do I do love the Sharks, but that's okay. I'm gonna let the hometown stuff go, and uh, I think they could take the Sharks and the Kraken. Which, but I you know, and it would be nice to see Groovy play. So I, I'm thinking three four, and I do think that it's gonna be a loss against the Kings. Yeah, interesting. Uh, All right, well, I won't be able. To- to break down that one with you guys, but uh, I might try to see the following week is episode 250 of this show. So in two weeks, 248 uh, tonight, which is kind of crazy to think about. And it coincides with a live Washington football game. It's, I was like, how could, it's like almost destiny. I'm like, what is the chance that <laughs> I, you know, a football team podcast would you know coincide 250 with the, I think it's just the only Monday night football game we have the whole season, right? I, I, so um that's kind of random but uh so that'll be an interesting show in two weeks that i might have to be a part of uh just that's too tempting uh but um i hope that they do well in this west coast swing uh i appreciate all the work that you do with us anna and on the power play point podcast definitely go to sportsothp.com pick our podcast partners click power play point podcast to hear more of uh anna and gill and all them over there and uh Appreciate you as always, Anna. We're going to get into some football talk here, but I, uh, good luck to your uh, 49ers. I don't have it on. I was about 21 to 7. Your... That's all you have to know. There you go. So, and <laughs> and you're, I'm, you're... All, I'm all about George Kittle for president at this point. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Go go Niners for you for tonight. Yes. So. Hi, Dujanae. And uh, have, um, Carol, have a, another fantastic uh, couple of hours left in your birthday. And mm-hmm. Robbie. Take care of that little ones. Oh, those little ones, I should say. Yes, that's oh. true. I've got a, I've got a lot. I even have a puppy right here who's asleep next to me. So. There you go. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> parenting multitasking, right? right? All right, guys. Take care. I will see you all next week. All right, Anna. Appreciate all right, have a good Bye. Night. All right. Appreciate Anna taking the time out to break down that great Capitals Talk segment. As you see, now we got Dujanae in the building so we can talk about this Washington football team pulling an upset that some predicted, but you know, a lot of folks did. And I spoke early on, I watched some of the football programs today and none of them even really spoke about how well the football team played after they crapped on them all week and said they didn't stand a chance. And uh, I find that ironic, but you know, we're gonna talk about it tonight. Um, I'm gonna give my quick synopsis before I let Dujanae jump in there. Well, I'm gonna let Robbie jump in. I know he has to go, so give me a quick breakdown after that. Well, no, I, no, I'm gonna stay for the whole segment because I want to be part of the Wizards segment too. So oh, okay. I, you uh, got me for this whole segment, oh, but okay. I'm gonna cool, let Dujanae cool. and you break it down. But I'm here to celebrate because we. I mean, it's not often that you beat like world champions. You know, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a fun night. So I, I'm excited to talk to you guys about this one for oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, but uh, my my quick early thoughts are is that it was incredible. It was you know something you. I don't know though. It's like, would you trade losing your best defensive player for the season for having the most improbable victory? It's one of these crazy games that has like the person who I was the most excited about this season about. And then like, I also never thought we would beat, you know, this team. And I don't think any, well, Carol, give him credit. He picked them in this. uh, I'm not giving him no credit. (laughs) They got lucky. 
I mean, come on now. Look at all the daggone weeks that we've looked at this football team. Because he goes every week and picks the Washington football team, no matter what, he all of a sudden no, gets credit. Two weeks ago, I, against, two weeks ago so... I did go against it. I did, I, I'm, I'm so bad in picking. I'm having to go against them when I think that. You know, I'll be being optimistic, but with this game, I knew that they felt like they, they should have beat them last year. And after they lost, the uh, Tampa Bay lost, but going into the bye week, they were exposed. And, I, and I've said before, I'm never going to blame the refs, but when the refs aren't on Brady's side and not, and not letting his offensive line get away with holding him, buying him time, they're an average team. And the fact that they were missing pieces, that played into it. Both of them coming off the bye. Washington's defense has been improving. The, the offense had been moving the ball in the previous three games. They had outgained each opponent. They just shut down in the red zone. So I felt like they were playing. They were building up to something. And you know, the practice we've seen the previous coach at the bye weeks how the team looked. We know how Barrera is. So I had faith yeah. that they would come out of the bye looking like a real team, unlike you know the previous regime when they would come out looking like the same thing before. And Del Rio made some adjustments in the defensive scheme. We actually saw some blitzing. We saw some man coverage. We didn't see any blown coverages. We saw communication. On offense, we saw people going down, but people still stepping up. DeAndre Carter, who would ever thought that he would be the, the playmaker that he's been the last couple of weeks? He was just signed as a punt returner, kick returner, and he is, you know, taking the spot that we thought of Curtis Samuel or even Diami Brown as the uh, rookie, and he's playing, you know, lights out. So uh, it's just like this team is building, and, and somebody made a comment on the uh, post game yesterday that they're going to get hot and could possibly make a playoff run. I said, uh uh-uh. I'm not saying that, but if they continue playing like this, they got the five uh, division games at the end of the season. It's it's not over technically if we can see this team continue right. to build and play the way they played yesterday. Anything's possible, in my opinion. What do you think the enthusiasm is? Um, you know, I'm just glad that they show something. Uh, I think many times uh, in this position, they come out of bye weeks. Uh, they come into you know whether you want a Sunday night football games, Monday night football games, and just lay an egg. I mean, and it looks bad. Um, I was a little, I was a little, you know, hesitant because they had taken two field goals early, and I'm like, you know, against Tom Brady, <laughs> this can't be going on. I said the same. Um, but. The defense was playing well, and the defense has been playing well over the last couple of weeks. It's been the offense that hasn't, you know, it's like they were allergic to the red zone or or needed a, a roadmap to find the end zone. I don't, I don't know, but it was very difficult for them. Um, and a lot of it, I've said it before, Scott Turner um, and his play calling, um, and, and a couple with a quarterback that is a gunslinger. And you know he he's going he's going to throw a couple up there. Um, the way that they battled was pretty awesome to see offensively. I thought the defense it seemed like they had the energy. And I've said this before. I mean, if you listen to the Not Bland show on Ghostcast, if you listen to me on the breakdown, I've said that this team, uh, the the Buccaneers, are a wild card team. I mean, how many times have we talked about that? They're a wild card team. All these people, undefeated seasons and all that nonsense, get out of here. <laughs> they were a wild card team, and they at times play like a wild card team. It's just that simple. 
Um, and I, it is surprising that people aren't giving them credit. I mean, um, for them to come out the way they've looked offensively the last couple of weeks, I thought Scott Turner did an excellent job this week um, as far as the game planning. Um, everybody seemed to be on the same page. Uh, I believe Tyler Haneke was like 83, 83% or 81.3% in his passing this week. I mean, you know, I, I, is it a, is it a foretell of things to come? I don't know about that. Um, we need to see them string it together a few weeks and actually take hold of a game. But uh, I'm going to tell you that the most impressive thing about this football game, one defense, two, 20, what is it? 21 plays. 80 yards. 19 plays, 80 yards, 10 minutes and 24 seconds. 10 minutes and 26 seconds. That's all I'm going to say. And they went for fourth down and punched it in. That is ninja sword to the heart and turn. It's over. I mean, they put the – you talk about taking your opponent, it's a fight to the death, and you put them to death slowly – and then drive the sword in, bruh, that was classic. And we ain't never seen that from this team in a while put together a drive that just – it's been done to them a lot, though. But that was impressive, man. That was impressive. I mentioned that on my post game yesterday. The time of possession, Washington had the ball for 39 minutes and 8 seconds. Tampa Bay only had the ball for 20 minutes and 52 seconds. The 2-1 to margin. Tampa Bay was the top scoring offense in the league at 31.3 points. They were averaging over 400 yards a game in total offense. Washington held them to 273 total yards. They held them to 40, 40% on third down conversion, which has been an Achilles heel for this team. Yeah, yeah. And they went 11 for 19 on offense. Had four third down conversions in that 10-play I mean, that 19-play, 10-minute drive. We're seeing this team improve. We're seeing this team grow. And that's what you ask for from a team. Unfortunately, it took them to get after the bye week to play the way we feel they should have been playing coming at the start of the season. Well, not say the start of the season, but at least earlier in the season. But for whatever reason it is, yesterday they put it together. They played the full 60 minutes in all three phases of the game. And you got to give a shout out to the new kicker. Came out there. <laughs> old Sly. Yeah, old good old Sly. <laughs> Looked confident, went out there, nailed him right down the middle, three uh, field goals and an extra point, no problem. So, uh, hope some of the fans that's, you know, upset about Hopkins and everything, hope they, uh, and blew it because he blew it. I hope they're happy with, uh, you know, but unfortunately, some fans, some I have a new title for some Washington football team fans these days. They're called gloom and doom fans because we just upset the Super Bowl champions, played a dominant game, dominated throughout the whole game, and some fans still find a reason to complain. It, it, it's hilarious to me. But, you can't please everybody. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Not, it's just gonna, one of those things. Yeah, I'm not even going to Can't please dignify. everybody. Yeah, I'm not even going to dignify what even get I, on the And I, I will say this, Carol. I think, you know, everybody's like, um, you know, well, the team played expected the way that they've been put. You know, people expected early in the season. I think what has been the problem is that we 
there is a refusal to believe that this team is in a rebuilding mode. Because, again, like I said last year, I wasn't for that winning now um, and doing all those things that he wanted to win now. And I, I made that clear why I didn't want that to happen. First of all, the schedule, um, they're not ready for that. Two, you you are rebuilding. You you had work to do. And there's still a few pieces that need to be placed in. But this team is capable of doing what they did with all those young pieces. I mean, the offensive line played exceptionally well. And that's with guys shuffling in and out, getting banged up, dinged up, having to go out for a little bit. Um, and even when they've had to lose guys, the all the you know the the guys who have come in have played well on the offensive line. There's still a few pieces missing. I'm not sold on Tyler Haneke. I love the guys Moxie. I'm still not sure that that guy is your full time starter in your franchise, but he's definitely a guy that if I want to draft a quarterback, I'm okay with him. You know, holding down the fort until that guy's ready. Being I'll stop, say that. Being the stop, yeah. Yes. Um, but I, I really think that a lot of this comes from the fact that people just not, you know, and it's not being put out there by the team either that this is a rebuild. And it is. It, it is what it is. And, and you know, there's guys that, you know, and I'll ask you in a few minutes about Landon Collins, but, you know, there's guys that are going to have to be shuffled in and around, uh, you know, maybe out, and they may bring some other talent in to try to kind of shore up some of these Piece, especially at the linebacker position. But um, this team is building, and it takes time to do that. Um, and to, that was a big moment, though. That was a big moment. Now, I think something that Brian Mitchell said, now I want to see them get up for these other teams that, in some cases, they're better than. I mean, look at what they did against what I feel is the NFC East or the NFC uh, best team in the league right now uh, as far as uh, as far as what they've been doing, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Defensively, they're wearing folks out. And look at what Washington was able to, to do. They didn't, didn't get it done in the red zone, obviously. But, I mean, they were able to move the ball against a really good, all, a really good defense. And offensively, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but you got to give him credit for what he's able to do uh and and be able to make plays to get touchdowns um you know they have a formidable offense and i think right now should be considered you know nfc's top team right now the one to go after um and the washington held their own as far as you know moving the ball uh they played pretty good defensively um most of that was because the offense couldn't stay out there long enough but i mean if they can get up like they got up for team this team uh, which I believe they had circled on the calendar, especially Heineke. I think he had this circled on the calendar for a while. Uh, I think that 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 taste was left, bad taste was left in his mouth after that playoff game. Um, they can do that week in and week out, especially for the division. I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they sure enough can make some noise and make it interesting. Most definitely. I mean, with Heineke, to me, I got I got to talk about him because the. You know, he was making some boneheaded plays and boneheaded mistakes uh, a couple of weeks ago, not even that long ago. But to see the way he played yesterday, he contained himself. He ran when he needed. He got out of bounds. He didn't put himself in jeopardy. He was hitting the underneath man. Didn't try to force it in the double coverage to Terry all the time. Um, 
to me, that was to me, and he has a short career. He is a starter. But to me, this is his best performance, even going back to the wild card game performance. To me, this one, because he didn't turn the ball over. Granted, he had that one lucky play that bounced off the defender's hand, and Carter came down with it. Like you said, you're going to get one or two of those a game, and he's going to do that. Fortunately, it turned out in our favor. But I feel like this was the 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 best game, the most mature game as an NFL quarterback I've seen him play. Being a situation that he was in, you know, thinking about everything going on his previous week's performance, uh, not getting into the red zone. He didn't press it. Like you said, those first two possessions uh, that they got field, uh, field goals, especially after the first turnover. And then they got the second turnover. And even a commentator said it. I said it on the show, Mark Schlereth. I really don't like him when he's on, you know, some of the other uh, networks, but he was a great commentator yesterday breaking down the game. And he said, yeah, if they don't get touchdown here, yeah, it's going to be a problem because you can't, with Tampa being a top scoring offense, you can't get field goals against that team. So the fact that they were able to, you know, he was able to channel that, not try to get do more than he, you know, than he should do. Yeah, like I say, 83% completion percentage, 110 quarterback rating. I, I got to take my hat off to the dude. If he play, if he can play like that on a weekly basis, I believe he can be a franchise quarterback. The question is, can He'll he? take it. Yeah, oh, definitely. But can he, as you say, that's the question that we're going to that, see. That's my question. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, what – and I, I'll pose this to, to Washington football teams fans that are tuning in to uh, this wonderful podcast um, and this wonderful show. Um, what does it take for you? To say, all right, I, I can keep Heineke as the starter. Uh, obviously, you want to bring in somebody that's in the helm that you're going to be able to groom. But what do you need to be able to have Taylor Heineke as your starter for another season? Hands down, no question asked. And, and maybe think about as as a long-term solution or a, a long-term stopgap, I should say. That's what I would like to know. What do you, what what's your thoughts on that, Carol? Um I mean, they're, they're going to have to draft a quarterback at some point cuz uh you know, you have Kyle Allen, Fitzpatrick already said that he's probably ruled out for the rest of the season. He signed a one-year 10, 10 million dollar deal. We were hoping to see what he could do. He lasted not even a half of football. So, I think right. we're pretty much done with that. I think they're going to go into it with Heineke. In Allen, and I think they're probably dry. They still have Montez on the practice squad. I'm not sure what they plan to offer him, but I think they're going to draft a quarterback. Uh, I saw somebody posting that Martin Mayhew was at one of the you know college bowl games watching some folks. You know, I don't follow college, so I'll ask yeah. you. About, I'll ask you about that later. But um, I think he can definitely. I'm, he to me, he has the fight. He has the hustle. He has the one. Only thing that he's lacking is the arm strength. And a couple of times yesterday, we I saw him overthrow the ball. In a time when he should have had more finesse on it, and sometimes when he tried to force it to Terry, he overestimates how much arm strength he has. But I think, like I said yesterday, he had a perfect mix. He, you know, he had a couple of bad throws, like you said, you want to get. But for the most part, he only missed six throws, and two of those was drops. So I mean, yeah, the man yeah. played it, and the man balled out. If he can play like that consistently, and I think next week is going to be a hell of a test with Carolina, because you know all the talk is going to be about Cam. And playing against Rivera, and not even heard some fans talking. Well, if Carolina beats the Washington football team, Rivera should get fired for not bringing in Cam earlier. I'm like, really? Oh, come nah, on. Nah, I mean, I I get it. I, I think the like I, I hadn't even done a show about this. My only 
My only problem is the person that really should have brought that brought him in. And yes, I, I do agree. I uh, spit on here saying that they should have given kicked the tires on Cam. But since they don't, and I understand that relationship between Rivera and Cam. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, and I, I'll look at it this way: if he brings in Cam and there's no success, he pretty much he he could pretty much seal his coaching career by doing so. You get what I'm saying? So, um, as far as here in Washington, so. Um, because you know the fans will straight bring pitchforks and uh, you know kerosene lamps and <laughs> <laughs> come after them if, if that does Fenix not work out. Up. But yeah. I think the Saints are the ones who missed out on that one, not not Washington at all. Um, but yeah, I, it's gonna be a big game next week. Big 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 game next week. Yeah, they said I just looked up. They said they're prepping him as a starter. He came in yesterday, got a touchdown, his first touch, threw a touchdown. They're talking about how him and Robbie Anderson building the chemistry already. So you already hear the narrative in the sports media already. So it's definitely going to be, I can't wait to hear the spin with all of the uh, networks and how they're going to try to spin it. And, you know, all of them were talking about Cam shouldn't have been back in the league now that he's in there. They're going to try to spin it. Well, well Ron Rivera should have picked him up. And, you know, Heineke had a great game then, but they won a four-game losing streak. If you'd have bought in Cam, it, it, you know you're going to hit right. it. So I can't. I can't and the same guys that didn't want to see Cam in the league, exactly. now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden he should have been somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to hear nothing from them at all. And quite yeah. frankly, I'm tired of them jumping on bandwagons that we were already on and talking about. And then they want to be like, yeah, yeah, they sh- this team should have did this and that. Y'all didn't even want to see the man in the league, so just stop. Yeah, it's hilarious. But, um, Robbie, let's get your take. I see you just got back on again. Zach had you in the headlock or something trying not to go to sleep. Man, and you tap out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I- I'm pretty sure he's already taken my spot in the bed. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just debating on whether I'm moving him later or if I'm just sleeping in the guest room. So, you know, you know. That's a later Robbie problem. Life but, of um, a young parent. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not, you know, I, I put a lot of great pictures on Instagram if you want to see the glorious part of parenting. But if you want to know the real uh, part, you can always uh, DM me. There, there's uh, a lot of moments for sure. Uh, but uh, it's all good. Um, San Francisco is going for a 50-yard field goal attempt right now. And it is good. Uh, and they take a 24-7 to lead with 438 left in the third uh, quarter but overall i'm super happy um with how that game went i just i'm so impressed that they were able to have a drive last for so long and the time of possession be so lopsided again you know because that's the only way you take on a world champion is you like don't let him have the ball right i mean he didn't have two possessions at the end he barely had one possession at the end and they took all of his timeouts you know they literally took every weapon that he has like usually he has like one left or something you know but um, it was just really impressive. I'm a little confused, and maybe you guys already talked about it. If you did, I'm sorry. Why did they go for two there and not just make an 11 point game? I just, I don't. <laughs> All right, this is football 101. The same reason why he went forward on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. Because you go forward on fourth down, if you don't get it, it's 31 seconds, no timeouts. They got to go 99 yards to get a touchdown to win the game. Now, the reason why they that. didn't do the two point conversion because if something fluke happens, say fumble the ball, if they return it, they get two points. Then it's an eight-point game, and you're giving Brady 31 seconds with refs mm. kind of favorable and the chance to come down and tie the game before it's overtime. So in order to nip that in the bud at all, they just say, hey, we're going to do nail down, 
you guys, we're going to kick the ball off to you and make sure there's no way possible in God's green earth that you can find a way to pull victory from this defeat. Wait a minute, but isn't the extra point the safer thing? What's the chance that they're going to they block that? You think that... That's still a point. Hey, look. That's still, that's, <laughs> yeah, I, anything has happened against this football team, exactly. man. We've seen the most wildest stuff. Exactly. And I'm not saying Washington football team or the Detroit Lions as far as that bad stuff happening. But we've seen some fluke stuff happen against this team. They did the right thing there. I mean, Just we've seen the crazy. It's like the same thing. I'm like, man, they got they got to get a touchdown here, not a field goal, because we've seen defense play well all day one day, and then there's some miscommunication, and there's Evans inside the you know inside the the five or the ten, you know, and there's there's only 31 seconds left yet. They got plenty of time to get a touchdown. We've seen the most craziest things happen with this football team. I thought it was perfectly managed, though. They leave no stone unturned. Exactly. They did what they had to do. But then look at, look at halftime. Right before halftime, the, the face mask that extended a play that they got a field goal that gave him three more points. Of half. And they didn't even point out the face mask that he put on uh, the defensive back before the defensive back caught his yeah. face mask. So it should have been, been, been offsetting penalties. This league... Is 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 now called the heat heat teasing me, Lee. <laughs> All right, because that was not a taunting penalty against uh, Deron Payne. I'm sorry. Like I'm sick of these little taunting oh, penalties. But yet you're allowed to run to the other end zone and do this huge dance after a pick. Now I don't understand that <laughs> logic. How is that not? T- I don't. Well, we told what you last makes... week in Monday Night Football that Taunton penalty that nobody understood was a Taunton penalty that extended. Trash. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, Trash. Some, it's some questionable things going on with these It's Brash. the heat teasing me, Lee. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he hurt my feelings. He he trying to kill me on the field, but he hurt my feelings. That's a 15-yard penalty. Crazy, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I, I, I'm overall just super excited that they were able to pull that together, even – with the heartbreak of, you know, losing your defensive, you know, he's a captain of this team now. He's so young. And so I, you forget that he's the captain, but he is like, but you got to look at how impressive that is to lose him. To have oh, Casey I know. And Tuhill still be able to do it. And they don't but, miss a beat. That goes to the, show the depth that this team has now also. But the Did offense you guys see the graphic? It's huge. Yeah. Did you guys see the graphic of the, believe it's like six players that have, had the same had injuries in the same area of the football field. Yeah, I did see that. It was uh Alex absolutely Smith, insane. Durant, uh, uh, Chase and who else was the other player? Um, Chase, uh, uh, Pat- uh Ryan Alex Fitzpatrick, Smith, Alex Smith, and Miss Patrick, all RG three. <laughs> Like six players. Like what the heck? Well, I only saw it's three. Our, I didn't see it's six. our own field is taking us down. It's crazy. But, but, the, but it's, it's new. It's, it's new. It's new. Fit. It's new turf on that issue. They just redid the field this summer. They did. Yeah. They did. So it's not like it's bad conditions. It's it, cursed. It's cursed. Somebody man. is gonna take some incense or something out there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a prayer service or something? I mean, I don't know uh, what you got to do. I think we got to move the team back to DC. I think that's the solution, right? Or dig up all the dirt and then go get some dirt out of the city. I don't know what you need to do. That Maryland dirt, something, something's up. Yeah, I, it was three. I didn't know it was six. That's crazy. 
Somebody done poured uh somebody done poured some Baltimore Ravens dirt on that end of the field or something. Hey man, when they were having all those events at the stadium, man, it might have been a you know, Cowboy fan or something might have did something to the field or something. Who knows, man? It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's that, crazy for sure. But uh it was definitely, you know, losing chase is definitely uh you know it's gonna hurt. But I mean the the way this I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I mean I said it yesterday on the post game, a lot of folks was uh I'm gonna go ahead and say it, bitching about <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan Allen getting his extension. But if you look at the play on the field, that man is earning his money. He's been one of the the best defensive tackles in football. You might not see it on the stat sheet, but you go look at PFF, Pro Football at, Focus. They how about Landon Collins? Landon Collins. I haven't zeroed in on him as much as I wanted to. Him being in a box better, but I can say one thing: he's been tackling better than he hasn't been in coverage. We haven't seen any uh. Any uh, broken tackles? I think that he's uh, playing that role. You know, well, I think he's still resistant to be called a so-called linebacker because even a linebacker coach said that you know he doesn't coach if he still goes to the safety coach, but he's you know technically a linebacker. I mean, he's definitely playing better, but I mean, he's not worth the seventeen million he's getting. So that's what I was getting ready to ask. No, no, he's not. No, he's not worth no. Uh, now that's what I was getting ready to ask you with him playing the way he's playing mm-hmm. and the linebacker core not being where it needs to be, let's just say that, mm-hmm. all right, in depth-wise. I, I don't know how many years he has on this contract. I think he still has. But do you – because I doubt – well, let's put it this way. If he's a, if he's true, if he, if he understands where he's at in his career – he makes the adjustment on his oh, on he, his uh, on his contract. But but do you keep him and play him there for the rest of his career with the as well as he's been playing? I mean, he's really kind of shored up a lot of deficiencies down there in that linebacker core. The only problem is though, you can't use him. And you can't, you cannot have him in any type of coverage. You know, good offensive coordinators will scheme up some crap to have him on some kind of tight end out there or slot receiver, and he will get exposed. You get what I'm saying? But do you try to keep him, or do you realize that hey, he ain't worth the 17 million? Uh, you know, we had to move him to make plays. He's a little resistant. Do you let him go? Or do you try to keep him because he's doing so well and helping you out? He got to renegotiate that contract. If he don't really renegotiate the contract, that seventeen million you can go get a free agent linebacker that can fill that void. If not, if he wants to stay, like I said, if he knows what's right for him and this league, and he know that he's not a true safe anymore, and everybody knows his weakness, it, it'll be hopefully his agent talk to him, be like, "Hey, this is the best yeah. thing." for you to do, you know, let's take, let's go ahead and take the pay cut or extend it out or whatever and re, you know, redo it. But this is a good fit for you. You're playing well, you know, you're making good money. I don't see no reason why he don't. If he doesn't want to take the pay cut, because I thought he was going to be a salary cap casualty this year, especially how well Cam Curl was playing. And we're seeing mm-hmm. his effectiveness, effectiveness out there with that first hit that caused the first interception and he hit the player as soon as the ball got there. And I think if he does that, and with the versatility and the players that they have in the secondary with Bobby McCain, who can play safety and corner, Cam, who can play safety and corner, 
Jamin Davis, you know, he has great sideline to sideline speed. Once he starts getting more comfortable, we're starting to see him develop more, starting to feel more comfortable out there. Because as I mentioned, he was a one-year starter in college, people. So it's going to take yep. time for him to get used to the NFL speed and the NFL game. Everybody doesn't come into the NFL, NFL ready. It's called player development, people. I don't know where y'all get this idea that everybody comes into the league NFL ready, that if they can't hit the ground running and by week eight, they're there a bust or they need to get cut or they need to get traded. I don't know. As I say all the time, when you burnt them fries at McDonald's after that third time, did they fire you? No, they put you on sweeping the floor and let you come back and try the fries later because they know they had to coach you up. <laughs> Same thing with football players. So I don't know where y'all get this mentality that, you know, as soon as they come into the league, if they can't you know, be an all-pro and by week two, oh, they're a bust, they need to get cut. Y'all need to cut that stuff out, y'all. Gloom and doom fans, listen to me. That's y'all new title watch for football fans, some of y'all. Gloom and doom fans, get over it. Yeah, I agree with you on that, man. Um, I, I was just wanting to know what your take was on that because I, 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 I like what Landon's doing right now, but the question is, like, you ain't. I'm not willing to spend. Yeah. I, I mean, if I'm the GM, I ain't willing to spend that money for him to play where he's at. Uh, and really, he should be thankful because you know what? If it was any other team as bad as he was playing, hmm. they wouldn't even give him the opportunity to play in the linebacker court. They'd have sent his butt up the road. No doubt. They'd have, he'd have been traded deadline, but he'd have been gone somewhere. <laughs> they'd have, they'd have yep. took some of the salary and be like, look, just get him up out of here. Just just give me a seventh round pick. I don't care. Give yeah, me a second. Give me something. I will pay half a second. That's about it. We ain't got to worry about him next year. So it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, with things going down in the front office financially and players. But it's good to see the team developing. Like I said, they're improving week in and week out. You know, like I said, the last three weeks, they've been outgaining their opponents on offense, just couldn't get it done in the uh, red zone. You saw them this week, you know, punching in when they needed to. Let's just hope that they keep on growing. And uh, let's go ahead and look at this Carolina game real quick. I know, Dujanet, you got to get out of here. Uh, what is your uh, quick synopsis uh, prediction for this game with Cam, with the whole Cam Newton revelation and everything? And Carolina, you know, handily defeating Arizona who two weeks ago were undefeated and everybody's talking about potential Super Bowl, but their quarterback Colin Murray's hurt and uh Carolina pretty much the lot demolished him yesterday. I made a mistake of putting their defense on the bench. I lost by five points and they put up fifteen. I'm just I'm disgusted. Crazy. Yeah, so so what do you think about this upcoming Carolina game against Cam and the Panthers? I don't wanna um I don't wanna be too high. Uh you know, they did a great job this week. Um, it's a new week. Um, against, uh, you know, Cam understands, or pretty much, you know, understands uh, what Rivera likes to do. Obviously, he don't know too much, probably not too much about the defense, but Cam's a big dude, uh, and it's going to require them to play in a sound manner. Um, I, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say they don't have a shot. They've... They've given themselves a shot almost every week, mm -hmm. almost, almost every week. When when they don't get egregiously behind, uh, they've given themselves a shot every week. It's it, it's a matter of getting off on off the field on third down, um, because we do know uh, I'm a Cam guy, but we do know that Cam you can you can make Cam make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, and the turnovers are there to be had, especially this being his first real game back. They're going to do some things to keep things short. Um, and I thought last, I thought last week, this past game, they did a lot of good things, keeping things in front of them. I think, I think Washington has a good shot. Um, this is not, 
this is not what we could look at um, and say that they will get, you know, boat raced uh, when we looked at the Buccaneers game. But they have to put it together back to back. I think the team kind of understands what's at stake. Uh, they, you know, Taylor said uh, about the confidence level. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, I think they're going to put up a fight. I'm not ready to make a prediction on who's going to win, though. Um, I mean, but I'm sure you guys want to know something. So uh, right now, I'm just going to say Washington by three. <laughs> and it could go either way. Honestly, in my opinion, it could go either way because Cam's going to be hyped for this game. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? He's going to be hyped for this game. Uh, there's a lot of emotion running through him right now uh, with the fact that he feels he's like he's been disrespected by the league and by other people. He may even make up some stuff like the great ones do that he feel like he's been disrespected by Ron Rivera, too. And the fact that, hey, man, I've been out here. You could have made the call. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, but he's back home now, and he's got a lot to prove. Um, it's going to be important for the defense without uh, the Predator to, to be as sound as they were uh, and aggressive and hungry like they were uh, against Tom Brady. Uh, and this is uh, – he's borderline stationary. Like, he ain't no quick quarterback. So, um, but he's big. When he gets when he gets moving, it's like that big truck that's loaded. Um, it's very hard to stop. You saw what he said after he scored the first time. And I can't, believe that, I can't believe they didn't give him a penalty for taking his helmet off to let him do it. And they did give like, him a penalty for the they did give him a penalty oh, for did. taking uh, the helmet off. Oh, yeah, they, they did. See, I didn't know if they, they did, did. That. But that man said I'm back and he's back at home. It's going to be crazy down there, especially with Bird coming back to Carolina. Oh, I can't wait to hear all the storylines and narratives this week. And don't put it past them that they don't use P.J. Walker in some way, shape, or form because of his athleticism. Because, see, they were doing that in the game last week. I understand he's going to get all the stats, but I could see there being some kind of package for him. Not saying he's going to throw the ball, but to use his athleticism as well. He's a little bit he's a little bit quicker than Cam. Like he's got some wheels. Um but I'm interested to see what happens. I think Washington's got a good shot because you know uh McCaffrey's not one hundred percent. So um you know it, it may not have that full the full McCaffrey one hundred percent McCaffrey out there, but uh I think it's gonna be a really fun game and it's really just gonna come to down to just not not making the big turnover that that costs you. Um, and I and right now, if you you have to ask me though, I think it's Washington by three, right now, because um, they played so well last week, um, and I don't want to be too caught up in that, but uh, they put it all together for once, yeah. and I and if they realize where they are, uh, and what they're capable of, uh, in a game that's they know is big, probably big for Rivera too. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I think I think it's gonna be two teams that are gonna be. Real scrappy. Def fans gonna get a good game. That's for sure. Well, no doubt. It's definitely gonna be a good game. It's uh I can't wait to see how it goes. Like I said, all the narrative is gonna get pushed around. Um, but uh this team is definitely ready. I think that like I said, they played a complete sixty minutes in all facets of the game. They know they can build off of this. This is something that they as they say they had this circled on the calendar. The Bucks, they went out there, answered the bell, answered the call, they had, you know, a gut check for themselves. 
And I feel like they can, you know, build off it. Like I said, I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run and make the playoffs. The Cowboys are playing some good ball. I, I, you can't dispute that. So right now they're in the driver's seat. Now if things go to favor of uh, Washington, they continue to play well. Got the five division games at the end of the season. Who knows what happens, how things fall out. They just got to keep on playing good ball, playing consistent, and play who's in front of them and beat who's in front of them. So simple as that. But I know, Lujanette, you got to go. We went a little over on time. Let the folks know what you got working. I know you got the NHRA going on. I know you got the other stuff going on. Let them know what you got. Let the folks know what you got working before we get the NBA roundtable on for these Wizards that just uh, came back and won 105 to 100 tonight to improve the 10 and 3. Amazing. Um, working, as you can see, the Not Bland Show on Ghostcast, uh, a sports journey production. We uh, just did our final NHRA show. So go check that out. Uh, you can find that, the link, if you go to my uh, Instagram stories, the link's right there. Um, also, you just go to Ghostcast, find a search Not Bland Show, and uh, you can find it there. Uh, we also did an NFL show surprise. We have the uh, breakdown, uh, the breakdown show coming up this week. Uh, we'll drop later on in the week, and we're going to talk about these wizards uh, who are shocking a lot of people, man. Um, I'm pretty pretty excited about what the wizards are doing, um, and uh, they're putting together something great uh, there. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Washington football team and see where we can where they can go from here. And uh, it'll be me and Carito on that. And that's pretty much it, man. We're just chopping that to bit. We're going to try to get some stuff going. We're going to have some interesting things coming up here soon, uh, working on that, trying to have some live interviews, doing some stuff different uh, via the social media airwaves. Uh, so just stay tuned, and uh, I'll definitely be breaking that out and letting you guys know. All right. Appreciate it as always. Man, you have a good night. Thanks for taking the time out to spread your wisdom and insight, talking about this Washington football team and this great victory Monday on Sports OTHP episode 248, birthday edition. I appreciate it, bro, <laughs> man. You have a good night, and I'll rap to you later on. You too, old man. You hey, too. Man. Hey, man. Get up. Aging like fine wine, baby. All right, man. You have a good night. We're going to get ready to bring in the NBA roundtable. I know we got a full sleep. We got Robbie in the building. I know we got Brian. I know Arun, Tim. I think DC People's Champ in there. Hey, champ, I've been watching uh, wrestling uh, while the show been on. I got all three TVs on. And, man, I can say WWE getting pretty interesting right now. I know you've been watching all three of them. I don't really get into all of them. But, man, I can must say uh, I've been checking out some WWE lately. My man Randy Orton, RKO, RKO, RK Bro, which is hilarious. I love that tag team, man. Uh, but uh, you're doing a great job with the wrestling. You got me back into wrestling, and the Wizards got me back into basketball where I'm actually – Watching NBA again. I can't believe I'm saying that, man. But uh, I'll get out the way and let you gentlemen, y'all true NBA aficionados, talk about these uh, Eastern Conference leading Washington Wizards. It's pretty amazing. I, I agree. Well, thank you, Carol. And um, I'll uh, introduce our whole team. Uh, first, uh, Brian, uh, who will be hosting a big portion of this segment. I'm going to give some of my thoughts uh, early on and then uh, sort of turn it over to you to break down each of the games. Uh, but Brian, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, Robbie. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. It's good to see you guys. I've been uh, watching from afar. Uh, I miss doing this weekly with you guys, uh, but uh, uh, you guys have been killing it uh, lately. Um, and uh, so I've got 
my co-host right here also she is passed out she went to doggy day camp uh so um but it, it's good to see all of you guys tim how are you doing tonight oh, i'm doing great I, I i'm gonna bring you such exciting stats on the wizards that that dog's gonna wake up yes well, uh, that'll be impressive since it's in my headphones and she can't even <laughs> she's got very good hearing though right so um but uh that's really awesome and uh Ch champ how are you doing what's going on everybody um i'm doing great it's been a great week for dc sports and it's even been an even better week for wrestling so i'm really really in a great place right now and uh arun i think i still see you in here but your camera turned itself off um oh there it is um how you doing tonight oh you're still muted not bad just celebrating carol's birthday with some rg3 cake <laughs> nice. Yes, and uh, happy birthday once again, uh, CP3. Um, uh, you're you're the reason this whole thing uh, stays afloat, especially during my paternity leave. And uh, uh, it's been a fun night uh, celebrating. I'm happy. I thought that the Wizards were going to end this win streak uh, tonight for a little while. Uh, that first half was rough. Um, I only got to see flashes of it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, uh, but I did get to watch uh, the big comeback here in the second half. Uh, and, and that was uh, very exciting uh, for sure. I'm going to break down my quick thoughts uh, on the week, and then I'm going to let you guys uh, break them down a little bit further and have like the, the full uh, podcast uh, experience. Uh, and then I'm going to jump off because uh, my son still isn't asleep yet, which is frustrating. Um, but, uh, you know, life of the three-year-old. But uh, so when we last left off, um, we lost to Atlanta. Then there was a Toronto 100-109 uh, loss and a Memphis 115-87 to 87, uh, victory, and that sort of sparked uh, things. So that was a home game against Memphis. And then I'll have you guys break down the big Milwaukee win where they won 101-94, to 94, which I thought they looked really impressive against the defending champions. Uh, I'm really impressed by Denny Avedija. He's been playing phenomenal defense, a top 10 in the league right now in defense, which is uh, pretty astounding. It's going to be interesting to see. We've got a lot of injuries on this team. What happens? when some of these players get healthy uh, and who gets, you know, the bulk of the minutes. But uh, so far defensively, the Wizards have been great because I want to uh, list these out. Tonight was the first time that they broke 100, but Milwaukee was 94, Cleveland only allowed 94, Orlando 92, and New Orleans only allowed 100, and which is kind of shocking because they allowed 58 points in the first half. So to be able to hold them – um, you know, to like 42 or whatever it was in the second half, uh, that's pretty impressive defense uh, when it matters most. Uh, but uh, I, I loved going into Cleveland. I, I love uh, the Kuzma beef uh, that I'm sure you guys will uh, talk about um, more in depth. But, um, you know, there's a big debate on whether LeBron won both of them, uh, their rings. Uh, but uh, it fueled him that night, and that was pretty exciting. Uh, the Orlando, which sometimes seemed like a little bit of a trap game, but they were able to come on strong uh, and have a really amazing uh, third quarter in that one to kind of pull away uh, and really show that defense. Also, I believe that was the game where the, in the second quarter they were able to like hold them for the last bunch of minutes scoreless uh, to uh, make it sort of help pull away in that quarter as well. And then this New Orleans game uh, where they fall apart kind of early, and I was kind of surprised, a 33 to 16 second quarter, uh, but uh, the Wizards came back, had a great third quarter, 
and a, an even better uh, fourth quarter. So uh, just a really impressive run uh, by the Wizards. Uh, they've now won five in a row. Uh, they got Charlotte, Miami, and then another game against Miami. And then a to-be-determined game against Charlotte on Monday, November 22nd, which I don't understand why I don't have a time on this calendar for that. Um, it's 7 p.m., Robbie. It is? That's so, so weird. Okay, that's good to know. Um, it's weird that um, yeah, uh, Yahoo Sports usually is really good with schedules. and uh, They had to-be-determined. So it's good, 7 o'clock for that game as well. So you guys will talk about that game live on tomorrow or just do a post-game, I guess. It would probably just be over. Uh, but overall, my thoughts were that they're really, really good. Um, and tonight was definitely a trap game possibility, but uh, it's really impressive for them to be at the top of uh, the whole entire thing, uh, you know, at the end of the week and for Carol's birthday. But uh, I'm going to go check on my family. I'm going to let you guys, um, you know, break down uh, your guys' thoughts as you did the last couple of weeks on each of those games. Uh, but I really wanted to tell you guys how much I appreciate all of you guys for stepping up big these last couple of weeks and in the next couple of weeks as I continue to take this paternity leave. Um, and uh, I might be back in two weeks because it's episode 250 and there's a live football game. Uh, so that might be too tempting uh, to give up. But um, uh, I know I talk to you guys every day, but it's, it's good to see you guys in person and talk to you for a couple of minutes. Uh, but I uh, hope that you guys have a great rest of this show. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. And one more happy birthday to Carol. I know that he's listening. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more offline. But I hope have you have a great rest of the show. And uh, I hope, Brian, you kill it in the hosting chair. Thank you very much, Robbie. And uh, once again, happy birthday to Carol. Uh, thank you for having us all on. Hope you guys are all having a good night tonight. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we're going to talk more in depth about the three games in this past week, but uh, I will very quickly start with um, the three games that uh, we missed from the week before. Um, we, we did talk about the loss to the Hawks uh, that Monday night on November 1st. Uh, the next game was that loss to the Raptors. The first night the Wizards had worn their City Edition uniforms at home. It was a 109-100 to loss at home. Um, tough loss, but still, it's the last time the Wizards have actually lost a game, which is pretty crazy. To think since then they have gone undefeated uh the next game was a dominating effort against the grizzlies previously john morant had been undefeated against the wizards in his career uh this was his first loss against them uh at one point the wizards had like a 32 point lead and um to win by one 115 to one to 87 an easy easy win for the wizards in that game and uh, like robbie mentioned the win against the defending champions against the bucks uh, that Sunday, um, 101 to 94, uh, really impressive effort at home. Um, 30 points for Bradley Beal, um, holding holding Giannis in check. I thought down the stretch, uh, good good effort overall for the Wizards, and just really impressed with their defense. Like like Robbie said, just really impressive defensively so far. Um, now let's all we'll all break down these games. Um, these three last games from this week here, because uh, they've all been really interesting. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the 97-94 win uh, in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was the hero in the game, uh, the clutch three-point shot. Uh, he had 22 points in this game. Montrezl Harrell had 22 points off the bench as well. Uh, Bradley Beal had 15. Uh, of course, there's um, the really interesting story, of course, with Kyle Kuzma and um, 
Cleveland and LeBron and each, each, each of them saying they wouldn't have won a title without each other, which I think is pretty funny. I think it's, it's pretty true that neither of them would have won a title without LeBron James. But uh, Kyle Kuzma was the hero in this game for the Wizards, and Cleveland's just being salty about that. Um, well, I'll go to Champ first. Champ, what were your thoughts on the Cleveland win, Kyle, for the Wizards? Well, I mean, <clears throat> the Cleveland win was unique in the fact that uh, that was the day that uh, Brad found out that his grandmother had passed, and that's why he had struggled. He only had 15 points on the night. But the fact that he went out and played that game, given the fact that he found out that news, is a lot to, to talk about because I've lost both of my grandmothers, and it affects you very much differently than anything. So for him to go out there and still put up 15 points with that on his mind and on his heart was, was insane. Kyle Kuzma, though, I mean, my goodness, man. Talk about and uh, uh, Glenn Consol says this a lot. What onions on him to make that three-point shot with uh, less than 15 seconds left in the game to pretty much put them in the lead for good and to end, win the game and beat Cleveland to continue on the winning streak. This was a really solid win for the Wizards. Because, I mean, again, your 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 leader, for the most part, Bradley Bill, was, like, not really in the game. But everybody else stepped up when they needed to step up. Yeah, um, and, of course, my condolences to Bradley Beal and his family. That's obviously uh, tough news to hear. And Beal was out for uh, the next two games for the Wizards, which we'll break down next. But uh, you could tell he wasn't, obviously, in the right frame of mind for this game. Uh, it's impressive that he was even able to put up 15 points with that going on for him. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, uh, still impressive overall. Uh, Tim, uh, your thoughts on this game? I thought this was a great comeback win that the Wizards wouldn't have had last year. Um, Cleveland had a, a bit of a slow start, but then won something like seven games in a row. So, they, they came in very hot. Um, Ricky Rubio had a strong game. He torched the Knicks, as uh, you talked about quite extensively. Yes. He, he's uh, been really strong this year. He's had a little bit of a resurgence in Cleveland um, after switching teams a lot recently. He's, he's found a good home. So, you know, the Wizards could have easily given up in this game, I think, last year without having really good um, substitutions in the fourth quarter. They probably would have lost a game like this. But besides Kuzma hitting those big shots, um, Beal did come on strong at the end. I mean, he shot pretty badly for the game, but he made a lot of clutch shots and uh, improved towards the end. And Harrell, another great game, um, down low, very strong. But just it, it they showed the, the Wizards like tonight, they showed a lot of um, fight and they really didn't give up. And they, they definitely could have. So, um, Great to, great to see this win because the crowd was decent um, and in crunch time they hit a lot of big shots. So you, you love to see that. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stats now for Cleveland. Um, you mentioned Ricky Rubio and how he killed the Knicks the game before this for Cleveland. He had 37 points, a career high against the Knicks. Uh, in this game, the Wizards held Rubio at only 20 points. Much better shooting-wise, only 6 of 15 and one of five for three. Uh, they were able to hold Cleveland's uh, stars and checks. Um, Sexton was hurt, uh, if I remember correctly, in the Knicks game. So that was a huge loss for Cleveland. But still, they held Cleveland in check, uh, I thought, for the most part. Good defensive effort from the Wizards. Arun, your thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, um, really good adjustments by Unsolved Jr. He chose, after Denny had a great game against the Bucks defensively, he chose to put in Corey Kispert instead, and he was pretty good off the bench. Kuzma with the huge threes, those are the dagger threes um, of the for the Cavaliers. Great defense down the, the stretch by the Wizards. Um, Beal, he didn't have it really going shooting-wise, but he had seven assists and seven rebounds. Um, Ricky Rubio, I think he'll go, um, he did pretty well, but in the fourth quarter, I think he cooled off a bit. And we did see an appearance by Taco Fall on the inbounds play, so it was good. I think whenever Taco Fall's in for an inbounds play, generally um, it goes against the team that has him on the inbounds play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always funny when Taco Fall makes an appearance on any appearance in the NBA. Um, and obviously this was an interesting night. Obviously we talked about it. Uh, with Kyle Kuzma and his his beef with Cleveland, if you want to call it that, um, well, you know, with each of them saying, you know, they wouldn't have won a championship without LeBron. I think that's ridiculous and just funny. It's true too. Neither neither of them would have a championship without LeBron. So they can like Cleveland can kind of shut up with all that, in my opinion. Um, on Saturday, um, after that, the Wizards had a few days off after this Cleveland win. And then they moved to Saturday. They played the Magic. Uh, and uh, a game that honestly was not really as close as the final scoreline indicated. Uh, the Wizards won 104 to 92, but it really, uh, I, I thought, was uh, just. I watched the highlights. I didn't watch this game live, but um, it really looked like it was much easier than it appeared for the Wizards. Um, at times, it just looked much better than the Magic in this game. Um, and I'm just looking at the stats now. Obviously, no Bradley Beal for the Wizards in this one, but Spencer Dinwiddie had 23 points. Um, Kuzma, again, had 17 points and 10 rebounds. Um, off the bench, Harrell had 20 points as well. Just easy stuff. The Magic are not a very good team, so I, I thought this was a pretty easy win. Um, I'll go to Tim first. Tim, what were your thoughts on the Magic win? A couple of notable things. Anthony, Anthony Gill is back. He uh, played his first game, so it's nice to see him back. He he played some big minutes last year. Um, he's not really known as a great defender, but he can score score points off the bench. So it's good to see him worked in. It's also good to see Kispert get some more minutes. Um, he hasn't really scored a lot yet, but I think his offense will come around, and he's a, he's a pretty good defender. And you could tell he that probably was a good pick. Um, it's really early, but the fact that he's already kind of breaking the rotation is, is a good sign. And, yeah, I mean, Orlando's a bad team. They were never in this game. I felt like the Wizards uh, kind of had some extra rest on their road trip and were really antsy to get out there, and they just crushed the magic. This game was was pretty boring. It was over by the second quarter. It was the opposite of the Cleveland game, which was very, very tight. So it's kind of nice to have a feel-good game like this, but um, it's not. It's funny because I know even up to last year, Orlando gave Washington a lot of trouble, and I feel like that's completely over by now. So maybe the Wizards are kind of making up for all those that that losing streak they used to have. Yeah, it appears that way. I mean, the the Wizards have just owned the Magic lately, and the Magic just. Do not appear to be a very good team, even though they have beaten the Knicks one time already this year. I will say that uh, they do not appear to be a very good team overall. I got to own it. I got to own it. 
Uh, I'll go they have six Rue. point guards, so they're kind of a weird yeah, team. Exactly. They're a very weird and flawed roster, that Orlando Magic side. Uh, Arun, I'll go to you next. What What are your thoughts on the Magic game? Yeah, it was pretty much a blowout. Uh, Denny actually outplayed Franz Wagner, and Mo Wagner uh, was made a one-minute appearance for the Magic, which is pretty funny because he was on the Wizards last year. And the Magic weren't that good. Um, they weren't good last year, and the Wizards managed to lose to them, I believe, all every single game. So um, definitely Wes Unsell Jr. had the Wizards ready to play these te- at least in this one, teams that are pretty bad that they should win against. And no Bradley Beal made it an even more impressive win. And with this game win, they managed to tie the wins they had without Bradley Beal all of last season with their two and oh and I believe they were like two and ten last year without Bradley Beal. So that that was pretty impressive. That's good. And that goes to show you the depth that this roster has. Um that shows it shows how I mean it's probably the deepest roster they've had in quite some time that they can win these games without Bradley Beal. That's that's good. Uh it's promising to see a champ. Uh, I know you said you were you were doing like you said you had a stream or something on Saturday night, so you didn't really get a chance to see this game. But um, do you have anything to add on it? Yeah, I was doing well. I was producing a live stream for AEW Full Gear with Sith, and so I didn't get to watch this game. But by looking at this, it was clear that the Wizards owned this game from beginning to end. The biggest lead that the Orlando had was four, while the Wizards' biggest lead in this game was twenty-five. So it was clear from the jump that this game was not even in doubt when it came to the Wizards. They played well without Bradley Beal. Dinwiddie stepped up. Kuzma stepped up with a double. Both of them had double-doubles. Harold had 20 points in 20 minutes off the bench, which shows you the type of player that he is, that he can go out in, in limited minutes and still go out and produce well on the offensive side of the ball. And it was just clear that the defense was... The, the name of the game here, which is what I always preach when it comes to this team, is play defense, play defense, play defense. And they played defense, and they played well. Big win for this team on, on this night. Yeah, we got to talk about how good Denny Appy has been. I mean, he's been really good all season, especially on the defensive end. Um, he just seems to be really efficient out there. Like, he's really – like, I, I don't know what – like, he's he's gotten much better with Wes Unsell Jr. as his head coach, it seems. That's really promising to see. Um, if you're a Wizards fan, you got to love that. Um, and it showed in that Orlando game. Um, all right, so on tonight's game, um, which extended the winning streak to five. And uh, again, the Wizards are at the top of the Eastern Conference. It's crazy to say they are at the top of the Eastern Conference. And a crazy comeback win tonight. Um, just a dramatic comeback win. Uh, Robbie declared this game over in our group chat, by the way. I'd like to put that out. Robbie said this game was over, and the Wizards came back and won. So uh, 105 to 100, uh, final score for the Wizards in this one. Uh, just looking at the box score again, no Bradley Beal, but Spencer Dinwiddie absolutely stepped up for the Wizards in this game. Once again, 27 points uh, starting for at point guard again. A great night for Dinwiddie. Um, let's see, Contavious Caldwell Pope had 18 points as well. Um, Harrell, another huge night off the bench with 15 points. Um, just another come from behind win. I know New Orleans is not a great team. They only have two wins. They had just gotten their second win before this game. Uh, Brandon Ingram had a huge game for them. He's an incredible player. He's an all-star. 
type player for New Orleans. He had 31 points for New Orleans, but a good job overall by the Wizards to hold this Pelicans team in check and to get their fifth straight win. Uh, Champ, I'll go to you first this time. What, what were your thoughts on this one? What did I say in our group chat at least twice? They never quit. And that is the team that we are seeing. They don't quit. They did not quit as they were down by 17 at halftime. And they could have easily phoned it in and be like, all right, we need to get ready for Orlando and Charlotte and whatnot. No, they came out of halftime, did not quit, kept fighting. Kuzma went out there, was huge. KCP was huge. Harold was huge. Dinwiddie was huge. And you mentioned Denny Abdia earlier on about his defense in Orlando. His defense tonight was even better. He had some great defensive plays in this game to bring this team back. He had a great block uh, late, late on in the game. This team just does not quit. They fight, they scrap, they claw. They could have phoned it in, like I just said, but they did not. They said, we're going to go out there, we're going to win this game, and they turned around, and they did it. They went out, and they won this game. This And it was said by Robbie earlier, this was a trap game, and they did not fall for the trap. They went out there, they won in front of their home fans to extend the winning streak to five games and continue to be on top of the Eastern Conference and really give people, take have the rest of the Eastern Conference take notice that we're not a team to be trifled with, period. Yeah, you absolutely have to be feeling good if you're a Wizards fan after this game. Um, just a really dramatic win against, you know, I know New Orleans isn't a good team, but at home you do not want to lose that game. And to come back from being down 17 like that is, is absolutely huge. Uh, Tim, what do you think about this one? I just think, again, um, West Sunstall Jr. is doing a great job with the roster. Like, like little things really add up with him to produce wins because, like, for example, um, he's decided, even though Aaron Holiday is really the third point guard on the team, that when Beal is out, he likes to start Holiday because he realizes Neto is a great second string point guard, but you don't really want to start him because then he's not a change of pace when he comes in. So to kind of have him always point guard the second unit, it really messes with the other team's defense and their timing and everything because he's so quick. So, just, you know, Scott Brooks never did stuff like that. Um, just little... Uh, changes that that mean a lot um even Denny although Ingram scored a lot Denny was really big guarding him at the end of this game and you know just getting those matchups matters a lot um I think it's it's sort of crazy when you think about how good the team could have been the last few years I mean Brooks did um get some wins and get some get into the playoffs but maybe they would have went farther with a better coach definitely doesn't make him look good but um you know just besides the comeback um it's just nice to see kind of a lot of optimism around the team and it would have been easy for them to go into a losing streak after they got a little bit of press but i'm glad they continued to you know keep the winning streak going yeah they seem to be living up to the hype which is good um that's, that's promising to see like they're they haven't had a letdown yet this season like they've They've gotten up for just about every game, and that, that's promising to see if you're a Wizards fan. Uh, Arun, do you have anything to add about the, the Pelicans win? Yeah, um, really good job by Wes Unseld Jr. He made the adjustment of going away from the high screen and roll um, and operating the offense more to the side. Jonas 
Valanciunas, he only had, he was six of six from the field, and then he didn't make a single field goal after that, six of 12, but he did get to the free throw line. But Harrell with the huge turnover down the stretch, kicking that charge. Uh, Sadoransky and Temple, former Wizards, making their appearances. Sadoransky, um, I think Denny tipped off Harrell on one play um, when he was shooting a free throw. So Sadoransky had two turnovers. Temple with two really awful fouls, I believe, on three point shots. Um, Denny really shut down Brandon. Well, he contained Brandon Ingram, nine of 23. Also did a good job on Josh Hart, three of 13 from the field, including a really nice block. They're calling him Denitentiary, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and um, the Pelicans, they're not as bad as their two and 13 record because they just got Brandon Ingram back. But this is a game that Washington should win, and it's good that they um, were able to come back and win this game without Bradley Beal. Yeah, definitely. And they should be getting Bradley Beal back uh, as they head into this stretch of upcoming games, uh, which we'll preview now. Uh, we'll preview the next four games. Uh, it's it's similar to um, a couple weeks ago when we had four games uh, with two opponents. It's, it's four games against two opponents. Uh, the first game is Wednesday. It's in Charlotte. It's against the Hornets. Uh, that's... Uh, seven o'clock on Wednesday and then they play uh the Wizards will play the next night, seven thirty. Uh it's in Miami against the Heat. Then they'll have Friday off and then they'll play the Heat again. Uh except this time it'll be in DC. That's a seven o'clock tip off uh in uh DC at Capital One Arena. Uh and then on Monday we'll um obviously be doing a show next Monday, but there will be a Wizards game next Monday. It's in DC. It's against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, it's at 7 o'clock. So, again, four games against two opponents. Uh, I guess we can each preview one. Um, I'll go to Arun first. Arun, which game do you want to preview first? I'll talk about the first game against the Hornets. Um, they actually just came off a really good win against the Golden State Warriors, who only have two losses. For the season, so I guess the Wizards are closer to the number one overall seed in the NBA, but <laughs> the Hornets have given the Wizards like some problems. Although I think the last time they played was in a potential play, like at the end of the year, when the the Wizards with the opportunity to clinch the eighth seed. So that was good that they came away with the win. But Charlotte's pretty interesting. I think Gordon Hayward is still healthy. Terry Rozier was a monster in the second half of that game against the Warriors. I believe he had like 20 points in the second half. And Lamella Balls, um, he's probably going to get a max contract once his rookie contract is over. So he's the rookie of the year winner. So it'll be interesting to see if the Wizards can drop an effective game plan and hopefully Beal will be back for that game. Yeah, and also um, the Hornets also beat the Knicks on Friday night in Charlotte. Um, and it, they were actually down by 15 against the Knicks, and um, they came back in that game. So um, they're an impressive team. They have a talented squad. Um, I'll be interested to see how that game goes. That'll be an impressive test for this Wizards team, I think. Uh, Tim, I'll go to you next. Which game do you want? I'll do the next one on the schedule um, at the Heat the next night, Thursday, back-to-back -back in Miami. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Heat are one of the best teams in the East. They got Lowry. They were already a, a good playoff team. Um, I guess they're fired up from the big 
uh, tussle the, the Morris brothers against the Jokic brothers. So yes. they have a lot of, um, I don't know, attention around their team, both positive because they've been winning a lot of games and negative because they had that scrap and they had some um, fines and stuff. So, I, I mean, that's going to be a really tough game for the Wizards just to play tired um, after traveling two road games in a row. It's really hard for me to predict a win there, but you never know. I mean, they won a game like tonight. Um, they probably will keep it close, but Miami is very deep um, and they've got a ton of scoring. So I think that game in Miami is going to be very tough. Um, I'm not, you know, I would really like a split for the Wizards in those games just with the schedule, but um, I guess we'll see. It'll be a good game to watch. Yeah, I know uh, Markeith Morris is a former Wizard, and uh, he played really well when he was on the Wizards, but I was not a huge fan of um, what he did to Jokic, and uh, I think that's an easy, like, if I'm Jokic, I take that suspension any day of the week. Like, that's, that's like, what suspension I'm totally worth, yeah, willing to take. Yeah, totally, totally willing to take that. Just take that one for sure. Um, totally worth it. Um, so, Champ, I'll go to you next. You You have your choice. You can talk about either... Uh, the next game against the Heat, or uh, honestly, you can talk about both if you want. Go, go ahead. Which, which one do you want to talk about? Well, no, I'll talk about the next, the next game against the Heat only because there's a certain name that sticks out that I talked about when the Heat went on their run in the bubble. And that name is Tyler Hero. <laughs> I talked about him. I talked him up. And people kind of ignored it, but now he currently averages twenty, almost twenty-two points a game uh, during this season. So he is going to be someone that this Wizards defense is going to have to keep an eye on because he showed a lot of great flashes during that playoff run that the Heat had in the bubble back in twenty twenty. So that's someone they're going to keep keep an eye on. Yes, they're looking at having back-to-back road games uh, going into this home game. But I really feel like if they can contain Tyler Hero and they can contain this uh, this Heat offense and play some great defense and put up some good scoring, I think that even if they get a split in this back-to-back road, get, road trip, I think that they can come into D.C. and get a victory and continue this really, really hot start that they have. But the key is Tyler Hero has got to be kept in check, point blank, period. Yeah, I can see them for sure splitting these games against the Heat. Um, I, I I think that these are two very potent teams that are very um very comparable in the Eastern Conference. Um, I I think that it could go either way. Like the Wizards could win the game in Miami, Heat could win the game here. It could go either way. Um, I guess I'll just add uh, before we wrap up that that game against the Hornets on uh, Monday. Um, actually, um, uh, yeah, that game against the Hornets on Monday. Uh, that'll be um, that'll be going on during the show. Um, I that, that'll be the second time they played the Hornets. It'll be an interesting test, but that game is in DC as well. So I expect uh, the Wizards. I think they'll win that game, um, but I still think uh, Hornets might be a bit of a tough challenge for sure. Um, I think the Wizards could be in for a promising week here. I think it'll be interesting to see how they go. They're top of the Eastern Conference right now. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see how the rest of the season goes. And with that, I guess we should turn things back over to uh, the birthday man himself, CP3. We'll turn things back over to you, my man. All right, all right. Appreciate that. Let me get my camera back on. All right, there we go. 
Yeah, appreciate y'all breaking it down. Yeah, these Wizards are very uh, playing some good ball right now. West Until Junior is definitely uh, put his mark on his team. I know in a couple of interviews that I've saw the players that they're buying in, and you can definitely see that. I mean, you can see defense, uh, hustle, you know, 60 minutes of, uh, you know, ball or 48 minutes or whatever it is in NBA. It's, uh, you know, it's good to see this team, you know, playing like that. Like I said, I haven't watched NBA basketball in a while, but I think I've seen at least, you know, almost 80% of their games this year. So it's good to see that these winners are playing some ball. I didn't know how long it would take for them to get better and get to where they are at the top of the Eastern Conference. You know, that's great to see, and hopefully they can keep it going. You know, 10-3 and three is nothing to sneeze at in the NBA. But uh, I'll go ahead and let you guys get out of here. DC's People's Champ. I know you got uh, wrestling stuff going on, so let the folks know what you got going on before you get up out of here. Champ. Look like we lost. He did the Irish goodbye, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, look like we lost Champ. All right, well, Tim, how you doing tonight, good sir? Appreciate you taking the time and uh, get your final thoughts on what's going on on the. Monday night football game or Wizards or Washington football team or whatever? No, I um, I got to go to a Wizards game and a Caps game already this year. And <clears throat> I do have to say, I mean, bo both games were great, but the Wizards do have some new energy. So it was nice to feel that in the building and really, really great show tonight. Also, happy birthday to you. Glad you got a few DC victories um, for your birthday week. Appreciate Definitely that. a nice surprise there. And Definitely. Yeah, just have a great rest of the show and, and have a good night, everybody. Oh, yeah. We about to get out of here. All right, Tim. Appreciate it. Catch you next week, man. Appreciate the breakdown. All right. See you guys. All right. A room. What's going on? And uh, I know you probably did a piece of the RG3 kick. You probably cut his knee, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe like whatever. Maybe concussion where he didn't slide <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> so, um, you yeah. Know? You started your podcast back? Um, not lately. I guess I'll get back on that. And talk, there's a lot to talk about the Wizards winning and, and the football team. They ran the ball on that drive really effectively. I can't believe they didn't call a penalty on that passing play to McLaurin. I think that the refs wanted that game to go on a little bit longer. <laughs> but good that they got their revenge after the playoff win. And hopefully Heineke can keep it up because... He hasn't looked this sharp, and against the Broncos, he didn't look that good. And um, Jalen Hurts looked really good against the Broncos. It was a pretty crazy week. Um, so I guess, like, that bottom of the division, the NFC East is, like, they're all kind of playing a little bit better. So I guess I thought going into the season, this is the part of the schedule that wash not against the Bucks, but right now this part of the schedule is where Washington can do well. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. I definitely agree. But I appreciate you taking the time out. As always, and uh, we'll catch you next week for another great breakdown. Hopefully, another perfect week for the Wizards. Sure, sure. thanks for having me on. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, Brian, uh, what's been going on on your podcast uh, with the Knicks? I know I think they're still riding high. So, what's been going on and what you got coming up? Yeah, um, I actually I took last week off from the podcast because. Again, I've just been busy. I've been working a lot lately, so I just took uh, I took last week off. But I'm going to tell you, I am going to do a podcast this week at some point. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Knicks, who won tonight. They beat the Pacers tonight. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to do, do an episode about that and um, plus all the other stuff going on in the sports world, the NFL and everything, um, everything else going on in the NBA. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'd also want to give a shout out to um, the Washington Spirit uh, for making the NWSL final. Uh, they'll, that'll be next Sunday against the Chicago Red Stars. So shout out to the Washington Spirit. Uh, a lot of turmoil for that team, but um, they fought through all of the adversity and they are in the NWSL finals. So they absolutely deserve it. So shout out to them. Uh, I'm pretty stoked for them. And so, yeah, thanks for having me on, Carol. Great night as always. No problem, Brian, as always. Appreciate you taking the time out, man. You have a good have, night, man. Catch you next week. Yeah, man. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. And as always, it's the uh, end of the show. Always appreciate you guys checking this out, taking the time out to follow one of the best DC sports shows around. You know, we might not be on the mainstream, might not get on the pub, but we definitely will bring you the best coverage around. Make sure you go check out the website, sportsothp.com. For all of our content, all of our shows, uh, if you don't get a chance to check out the whole show live, you can always go to the podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just put in Sports OCHP and then it come up. Uh, when you go to the website, you can check out the apparel line, click on the apparel button. And when the time is here, you got the fresh Washington football team hoodie. I just ordered me a couple of things myself. Uh, so make sure you... Uh, Go check it out. Good birthday, Christmas presents and such. Help support the movement. Uh, make sure you check out At The Bar Radio uh, in about two weeks. So we took off last week. Shout out to uh, 151 and his uh, family passing up. Uncle Tyrone uh, will be back on the air in two weeks. I think that's the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, we'll definitely uh, be back on the air bringing you the best entertainment news independent music, sports, politics, current events, and all the good stuff and the craziness that we do. And uh, if you're in the market for a new used vehicle, inbox me or email me. You see all the graphics with my info up on the screen. Um, come on down to Wardle Honda, 2450 Crane Highway. New, used, pre-owned, certified. We got it all. Also, if you're looking to save some money on your utility bills, gas and electric, you know, hit me up. Got a program you can sign up. Don't do anything different. It takes about 10, 15 minutes to sign up. Save you about 10 to 15% on your uh, utility bills. Pay your bill the same way. You just save money, which we all can do right now, especially with the holidays coming up. But on that note, I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to leave. You know, i got to play some independent music. Before I get out of here, this song that I'm about to start out with is dedicated to the Washington football team fans. It's called Relax by Riff. And, you know, i got to throw some Renegade on there also. So make sure you uh, continue to check us out. Continue to follow us. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Carol Porter III. That's for three eyes, not the number three. And go follow on Instagram, I Carol Porter. Or you, uh, Facebook, Carol Porter III. Just, uh, go follow, brother. Trust me, you're going to love what I put out there. You love our content and love what we do. But CP3, live from the lab. DC sports without the politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a mile. So it's what we do. Yeah, no problem.
don't get the butt. I got a boy to clip up the smash. She all in the village, she giving me sex. I got a slack, swell with my ass. Count up on a move, that's a digital dash. Amen, just losing, I'm living these facts. Never go broke, cause I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past. I gotta wake up and go get the butt. I gotta go ahead and clip up the smash. She all in the village, she giving me sex. I got a slack, swell with my ass. Count up on a move, that's a digital dash. Amen, just losing, I'm living these facts. Never go broke, cause I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past. But, but I dish it like I give it and go. Counting money while I chill at the stove. How I deliver, I've been at the door. It's up to you how business will go. That 36 I get for the look. Count it up, no feelings will show. Spend so much, gotta get it some more. When they hands out, I just give them a note. How they, how they always talk about me, but a nigga stand out. Watch out, watch out how you really walk up to me, that's a man down. All these niggas got these drums with them like a band now. I've been doing what I want, that's what you can't doubt. I've been just feeling myself. Do I just really need help? I got my weight up. I be just telling myself. I got love for all of my dogs. I take a pay cut. Some niggas gon' really gon' ride. Some niggas gon' really gon' slide. So go say a prayer. We ain't never got a slap five. Nigga, just pay your ties. And call me the mayor. I gotta wake up and go get the butt. I gotta go ahead and clip up the smash. She all in the village. She giving me sex. I got a slack. Swell with my ass. Count up on a move. That's a digital dash. They been just losing. I'm living these facts. Never go broke cause I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past. I gotta wake up and go get the butt. I gotta go ahead and clip up the smash. She all in the village. She giving me sex. I got a slack. Swell with my ass. Count up on a move. That's a digital dash. They been just losing. I'm living these facts. Never go broke cause I got me a stash. I could never ever live in the past. Talking about 
screaming, oh my God, money got me pride. They living a lie. Look into my eyes, they might seem surprised. This is homicide. We just multiply. We've been on the rise. If we got some wings, fuck it, we gon' have to fly. Money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. Day in my life, I take me a different route. Use all my cash. Money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you've been talking about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you always been talking about. And I don't want to be the one who always really talk about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. Cause money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. You never crossing these borders. I'm whipping it up. Gordon Ramsay, I swear that I'm cooking these orders. You talk about me, you better just hope that you, that you can just really afford it. I'm balling, I'm balling, I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm feeling like Robert Sahara. Nigga, I'm scoring. I count in the morning. They talk about me, then I gotta ignore it. My bitches be foreign. So independent, my money be corporate. These raps is boring. You hate me, and I'm always gonna adore it. I'm smoking that soaring. She always go ahead and let me explore it. Talk about me, I ain't flawless. I go put my all in. If a nigga talk about me, then I'm gone. You know that I'm gone. Jumping, take trips, Pompeii, all day, always keep three stacks like Andre. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, man. And you can never, ever, ever get rid of that. So watch what you say and watch how you do. Money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you've been talking about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. We don't really know what you always been talking about. And I don't want to be the one who always really talk about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about.